Hey everybody, this is Matilda Egeri Cooper and you're listening to Finesse Your Wellness, the podcast that explores what it means to thrive and live well. Now this is my debut episode, so I tapped up two of my homegirls, Karen, a psychotherapist, and Grace, a head of finance, because we came together to do a thing in August 2022. And what was it? We took part in our very first triathlon. I know, kind of wild, a little bit scary, but very major. I mean, it's safe to say that the representation of women, never mind black women at these type of events, is pretty slim. But we did that. And surprisingly, it was very doable and more accessible than you think. Just to break it down, a triathlon is a multidiscipline sport which consists of swimming, cycling, and running in that order. There are several distances you can do with one of the longest being an Ironman. And spoiler alert, y'all are going to hear from an incredible woman who's done one later in the season. Now, triathlons generally do have this air of elitism to them because they are not the cheapest event you can do. And we had to invest in wetsuits, swimming lessons, and there was an investment of our time. But when it comes down to it, it was really an investment in ourselves. And that is always priceless. And it's fair to say we are definitely better women for it. Right. So let me get into what we did. Grace signed up for what's known as a sprint distance, which is a 750 meter swim, a 20 kilometer bike ride and a five kilometer run. And Karen and I did the super sprint, which is pretty much half of that. So all in all, it was achievable. There were no doms or aches the next day. However, as you'll hear in this episode, this was really just a swimming challenge for us. It's the part that tends to put off a lot of people from even considering triathlons. And for me, it was definitely one of the biggest fears I've ever faced. And I mean, I have done bits in my time. So in this episode, I interviewed the girls to reflect on our journey with swimming, our attitude to swimming, the process of training for the try, including our hair care and skin care. And you'll find out how swimming has made a massive difference to our wellness. Hope you enjoy. Hey, ladies. Hi. How are we all doing? Feeling very good this evening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Glad it's the weekend. Yes. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) So we've come together to reflect on what I personally see as one of the biggest experiences of my life that might sound a little dramatic but it definitely felt that way Um, and that was completing the London triathlon so for all of us this was I think the first time we've ever considered a try and maybe just as a kickoff what was your awareness or understanding of triathlons before you decided to take part in one for me personally um, it was kind of out of my remit totally Uh, It was a challenge and I do like a challenge, but it was definitely not something that I thought would be easy in any way, shape or form. I think I thought it was an elite, um, you know, very elite sport. And that was probably what attracted me to it because the challenge, as I said, I enjoy challenges. So that was where I was coming from. Nice. What about yourself? So that was Grace, everyone. Hey. (laughs) And yourself, Karen? I guess I have to kind of agree with what Grace said about being at other remit. I guess I've known about triathlons, but something that's like, I ain't doing that. 
especially when it comes to the swimming part of it. So while it looks great and interestingly enough, I was watching it on the Olympics and I watched it time and time again, but while it looks good from afar, I guess it's not something that I'd consider myself doing. Yeah, and actually the swimming part is the bit that we're really going to dive into Mm -hmm. because for myself, that's the only thing that had ever put me off a triathlon. And yes, we know that triathlons, the distances are crazy, but it was that hurdle of but my swimming isn't too Mm -hmm. tough. So as far as our experience of swimming, just my little story, back in Texas, I think mom may have signed us up for like two lessons. Why there was only two, I have no idea. (laughs) But that was all I could recall. And then fast forward to moving to the UK when I was about 11, I missed year seven. And I think at school, I mean, you tell me, did you go to uh, Turves Green from year seven? Yes. Did you do swimming at school? Uh, I don't know if I did it in secondary. I think it was more primary school. Well, there you go. Because yeah. I know I didn't have any swimming yeah. lessons when I landed in the UK. So what about you guys? What was swimming like for you when you were younger? Funny enough, I've always really enjoyed swimming, but I just wasn't a strong swimmer. And I guess if we're going back to school days, it was very much introductory, basic level, uh, especially, I guess, as part of our culture. We didn't do swimming lessons outside of school. So you go once a week, you have a little half an hour, you do your 25 metres. If you're really good, 50 and above. I never got there, but whatever. <laughs> um, but when you say basic level, like what kind of things were you doing? I was taking me back. I guess just getting to the end of the pool. <laughs> doing what, though? Front crawl, freestyle. Yeah, I can't remember any other stroke, to be honest. Just wow. basic freestyle and, yeah getting to the end of the pool. I said, I enjoy the swimming, but then I also remember the rigmarole of the chlorine on my skin and not having, I guess, the education in terms of hair and just having these two plaits <laughs> and my hair's just drying out and just in being conscious of that school has said skin, not having the right moisturiser and all those things. So while I did enjoy swimming, I was I did have this awareness about my hair back then and just with my skin as well, moisturising, what do I look like and the smell. So. so you did it at school and did you take a break from swimming or did you keep swimming? after school well yeah actually swam at primary school and then probably didn't really return I'd play around at the gym but not taking it seriously didn't really start getting back into swimming when I did group lessons maybe about five years ago mm-hmm. I did those said group lessons <laughs> which we'll get to what about you in swimming um, I loved swimming while I when I was growing up we went at primary school and then all the way through high school could never dive um, wow, and at least you got to dive. Yeah, yeah, no, I've belly flopped um, several times. But we, my high school, they really pushed swimming. So I think we had the opportunity to go to kind of a pool that was really local to my high school. So we were there probably two or three times a week. Um, okay, the, that's decent. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't the strongest of swimmers. Front crawl then was easy. This time around, it's <laughs> completely different, completely different. But through school, yeah, I really enjoyed swimming, really enjoyed swimming. And we had a lot of people in my year that competed um, kind of nationally because I'm from Ipswich. So um, that was kind of the big push from my high school. But I, I enjoyed it. Had no awareness about moisturising or <laughs> none of it at all. But I didn't really care at that point. I just kind of loved the water and the, the kind of freeness that it gave me. So, so yeah. then let's fast forward to adulthood. You mentioned, Karen, that you took Greek lessons. And actually, was that the first time you kind of did refreshers? And I want to know, how did you guys get reacquainted with swimming as an adult? Okay. So, yes, I went and did group lessons, which were very interesting. Obviously, everyone's at different levels. What made made them interesting? (laughs) That's diplomatic. I think it's just... 
everyone's at different levels and each week was very different. So I don't feel like there's any continuity in terms of consistency of this is the stroke. Let's master that stroke. So one week we're treading water. Next week we're doing butterfly. (laughs) I don't want to do the butterflies when I master freestyle. (laughs) Then another week we're doing backstroke. So it was just a bit all over the place and I needed that one-to-one kind of focus vision. Um, You know, we've talked about hair. I must say back then when I was doing group lessons, my hair was relaxed. So I was extremely... Can Mm. Can we hone in on that actually? In fact, pause there because I want to talk about the difference between us being naturals and actually the challenge of being relaxed adulthood swimming what was Um, it like for you so around this time last year based on the fact that both my boys can swim really well and I was quite jealous of seeing them in the pool all the time I decided to just take myself back into the pool around this time last year but and that um, was like what was the time frame between oh gosh that would have been the first time since since high school no pre- way. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I haven't done kind of um, any lessons since. Yeah, that would have been the first time. I just thought I wanted to get back into it. Always pushed for my boys to swim um, and then just decided why, why not? So, but that was with no lessons. That was just me going to the pool and trying to remember breaststroke. Okay. Didn't even touch front crawl at all. I just went in with, okay, I can breaststroke. And I was doing that once a week for about six months and then stopped again. Um, yeah. Nice. So just to flip back to the hair thing, we were all naturals, Mm -hmm. which meant that when we wanted to embark on this challenge, I know I wasn't as concerned about my hair than when I suppose when I was a little bit younger and I had extensions and it was like, uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) this can't fit in a cap. (laughs) Um, And I know when people or at least some of the friends that I've spoken to, that's always the first thing that comes Mm -hmm. to mind. So as far as when you guys were swimming this time round, did you have like a regime compared to maybe when you were relaxed? What was the sort of difference this time? Okay, so I guess my regime this time, um, I guess it's not that dissimilar to when my hair was relaxed, but I think when my hair was relaxed, I was super paranoid. I think so paranoid. I was like, oh my gosh, my edge is falling out. You <laughs> yeah. know? Um, I was thinking there's, yeah, just an extra level of care and maintenance and yeah, the slickness that's gone after you've been to the hairdressers last week. And then, <laughs> oh gosh, the style's gone. Um, but yeah, I was obviously very conscious of wetting my hair before I got into the pool. That was a, a must. Wetting the pool. I did the whole conditioner and then my, my cap sliding off. So that yeah. wasn't working. So wet my hair before going into the water. As and what's t- that technique? What, what, what does that do or entail? I get, I've just heard... I kind of read online, sort of like your hair's like a sponge. Obviously, if you use a dry sponge and you go in the pool, it's going to soak up everything. But if the sponge is already wet, then Good your point. hair's not going to soak up all the chlorine. And then obviously coming out of the pool, just doing some deep moisturising, um, co-washing, not using as much shampoo before. I was shampooing all the time. So I was like, no, you can't be doing that. So just deep conditioning and hopes and prayers. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself, Grace? Um, for me, I used to wet my hair before. A lot of the times I'd be swimming early in the morning before work. So I'd have to make sure I'm a coconut oil um, fanatic. So I would always make sure I had that with me. Um, at, when I used to get to work, if I didn't have time to kind of condition at the swimming pool, I'd do it in the showers at work. So, But it was it had to be. It was kind of a, a must because I did notice with my hair, with my curls, the chlorine completely dried out my, my curls and my scalp. So without the coconut oil and just the extra maintenance and care, it would be a mess. It would just, you know, a complete mess at work. But it didn't deter me, I will say. It didn't deter me. I still, you know, I was still consistent, still wanted to be there. It was just the extra, extra things to think about. Yeah, because I... I suppose when we decided to do the try and actually maybe it's worth us diving into that, 
there was almost like a prep <laughs> that we, yeah. we had to consider that we didn't have to do before. Mm-hmm. So let's start with, firstly, what convinced you to do it? And what changed as far as what do I now have to prep for? The challenge convinced me to do it. Um, something brand new. The running and the cycle were completely easy. It was, as you mentioned, Matilda, the swim would be the challenge and then incorporating all three. The considerations for me... I know we'll touch on open water, but that was the, the probably the largest um, consideration and uh, having to think about wetsuits and floats and what's in the water, not being able to stand at the bottom, all of that. But also just in general, my skin, you know, making sure that I always had cream with me. I know it sounds pretty straightforward, but just making sure that that was a staple in all of my bags, whether it be going to work or out afterwards, um, coconut oil, as I said, and just thinking to myself, okay, this is a longevity, you know, we're training. So just being comfortable with whatever it brought up, you know, the swimming element of it. So that's kind of where where I was going with it throughout the whole journey. Me? Well, funny enough, I was actually um, doing individual swimming lessons from the start of the year. And what sparked that? As I've always loved swimming, but I just feel like I haven't been great at it. And I want to be really good, just have a good technique. Um, before... And sometimes, depending when it is, I'd swim a distance, swim the length, and I'm gasping for air. I'm seeing yeah. other people just going back to back. I'm like, I want to be like that. I want to tumble off the wall. Be aerial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, doing the lessons from the start of the year have been really great. And then we told her, asked me, and I'm not going to lie. I was like, mm, not sure about that. No, no. And then I thought, actually. And be- was it because you felt you just weren't going to get strong enough in time? Yeah, I guess it was just a fear, as as Grace touched on open water, like, wow, 400 metres, I know I can swim, but that kind of distance, with no wall to hold on, just in case? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Um, but I also like a challenge, and I thought it'd be good just to put all the lessons, all the discipline, all the commitment into practice. So uh, I wanted another medal. As Grace touched on, I've done a lot of running events. You know, I've got that under my belt. I'm comfortable with the bike, is the swimming. Yeah, for myself... You know, I started this year not having a plan as far as my challenges, because I always like to have a challenge every year. I had already signed up to Paris. I convinced Grace (laughs) to come along with me. And so I'm thinking, right, Paris Marathon, done, tick, great. Let me retire for the rest of the year. And then I think you texted or I don't know if you were just like sowing a seed. We were on a long run, I remember. And I said, London, try. London, try, Matilda. London, try. And you were like... "Mm." No, (laughs) like it wasn't an instant. Yeah, like there was a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Firstly, I was like, well, how much is this? And then it was like, what are the distances? And actually, I had originally signed up for the sprint distance, Mm -hmm. which is 700 meters. And then based on how my training went, I was like, yo, let me take that right now. (laughs) Let me do let me do the 400. But as far as the switch, given the fact that I was, I suppose, a casual every now and again swimmer it now became you need to swim at least three times a week (laughs) which is a shift and then on top of that I needed to step up my swimming game because my stroke is breaststroke and as far as how I came into adult swimming I went on a team away day which was actually an away holiday to Spain shout out to the company that sent us to that trip is amazing and it was those situations where everyone's in the pool and it's like, hey, come on in, come in the pool. Woo. 
I can't swim. <laughs> and so one of my colleagues was like, well, I'll teach you. And I'm like, what? You can teach me how to swim like just like that? And she literally taught me how to breaststroke. So ever since I've held on to that as like, this is my thing. This is what I'm about. But could I float? <laughs> could I touch the bottom of the pool? No, I couldn't do any of that. So with this particular challenge, I quickly recognize I need to get my head around all the other things that I've avoided. And I don't know if you guys have that experience of just like, well, I can swim, but this is just my thing. Talk to me. Have you ever sort of like, what was the process of kind of thinking, okay, I'm now going to do a try. So therefore I need to figure out how to do X, Y, and Z. Well, like what were those challenges you felt you needed to overcome? For me, it was definitely the deep end because <laughs> I recognized I probably had avoided it when it came to breaststroke. I'd get to the middle of the pool and then be like, right, 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 let me just turn around. <laughs> um, and then just general, I suppose, being okay with not holding a wall. I think for me, um, I mean, we spoke about it several times, Matilda. It was the not being able to touch the floor, although I didn't mind just jumping in, but it was the continuous swimming, mm-hmm. you know, just continuously ignoring the fact there was a wall there because with the sprint, 750 metres swim. So there's no, well, you can stop, you can tread water, which we all discussed as well. But it was just consistently swimming and having a technique that would get me around the distance. The breathing, um, I knew that was going to be a thing and it was a thing, still is for mm-hmm. me. Um but I will say that Swim Doctor, I use Swim Doctor, um, just Wednesday sessions. Shout out to Naomi from Better yeah, Gym. Yeah, Swim Doctor was a game changer for yeah, me as well. Yeah, it was. She, she's amazing. She, you know, it's only three pounds, it's local. Um, but also they really broke down the technique for front crawl for me continuously. Um, the breathing, the, you know, hips up, arms out, uh, all of that. So that, that helped me tenfold for yeah. my swimming journey. And Naomi's a sister too. Yeah. That, I mean, that in of itself was so encouraging because I was doing Swim Doctor on Wednesday night and just, I mean, 70% of the um, students were, were black women. Yep. So even just that whole sense of that camaraderie, that representation, that in of itself helped me as far as getting, I suppose, over the hurdle of improving my swim technique but I actually decided to sign up to a company called swim for try really cool guys who kind of helped me just understand the technique Mm. um I think I probably on reflection would have preferred private lessons because I think it really would have just helped me hone in but I know Karen you had private lessons so what was that like and just the benefit of it and who did you use Uh, So I used a guy called Zaid. I trawled the internet and did my research. And as we know, private lessons are not cheap, uh, especially in London. So I think he was kind of one of the cheapest and most cost efficient out of everyone that I found. And I had a trial session and off the back of that, I was sold. I guess the comparison in terms of just that focus, that one-to-one support. And you saying, you know, Grace, you touched on maybe going to the deep end, both of you, and treading water. I think for me, my biggest thing was the stamina. Mm. Yeah, just the fitness levels. That has always been my thing. And I said, I guess that coincides with the breathing. So, yes, I can swim a length, but to swim several lengths. And actually in a pool, after a while, I actually find it a bit boring as well. I'm being <laughs> yep. honest. I yep. love it. But going back to back, mm-hmm. after five, six lengths, it's like, okay. Um, so yeah, I've been training with Zaid for a while and he's, he's very good at what he does and he continues to push. 
out of the comfort zone. So I might be tired, it's like do another length. And I guess that was getting a practice in in terms of when you're doing this race, open water, you you don't get to stop. Mm-hmm. You have to keep swimming. So um, yeah, the stamina, the fitness. And as you touched on, Grace, that's still a thing still now, actually. I guess it helped ha- just having that accountability, just having someone who could challenge you. Because I think for me, you know, Swim for Try definitely was challenging. And even when... I really struggled. Like I remember the very first swim and they were like, okay, go on your back. I was like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm not comfortable. I'm shook. Um, and then thankfully it was a shallow pool that we were training in constantly. But then there was also a world where it's like, yeah, but you're going to have to use a proper pool at some point. And actually one of my biggest challenges were, so for the swimming lessons, the pool is shallow. All the pools, my local pools, it's like deep throughout. (laughs) So two meters. And I was like, no. And I remember I started booking like practices on the weekend when I knew that they would actually change the depth of the pool so I could go in the shallow pool. But then I think there was a day where I went into the kiddie pool and man, these kids were trying to drown me. I was like, you know what? You better get over your fear. (laughs) You better get over your fear and get into the deep end. So I did, but I needed swim doctors to kind of just help me with, you know, there was one session where Naomi was like, yeah, okay, touch the bottom. It was like, what? And you know how hard it is for a black woman to touch the bottom of the pool? <laughs> like, it dip- we're very buoyant. So naturally, the butt don't want to go down there. Very, very difficult. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think just having that accountability and having someone who can kind of have your back definitely made the difference. But then the second part, the biggest hurdle. So the first hurdle is we're trying to get comfortable in the water again. We're getting reacquainted. We're finding our people to help us. We're finding our tactics and techniques. But the second part was open water swimming. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to keep it so 100 with you guys. There was no shame in my pain, but truth of the matter is to this day, I'm like, nah, miss me with it. <laughs> <laughs> miss me with open water swimming. There's a couple of reasons. First of all, I've lived in London for over 20 years. I'm very familiar with the Thames. I'm familiar with the things that people find in the Thames. I'm familiar with the things that don't come out of the Thames. I run along the canal. That is something I've never wanted to engage in. I know that water is disgusting. And I'm a germaphobe. So that was my main issue. I know not all sort of bodies of water are like this, but... You'd have to pay me a lot of money <laughs> to do open water. That's, that's just number one. Number two, I don't know how deep this water is. At least at the pool, you know, oh, it's a three-meter pool. That's the Olympic pool. Or it's a two-meter deep. I was like, okay, cool, cool. I can actually touch the bottom. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows how deep, you know, open water could be? Although, was it one of the places we went to and they was like, oh, this is eight meters deep. I said, Father God, I didn't need that information. <laughs> that was probably Canary Wharf. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was Canary Wharf. I was like, eight? Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Anyway. I didn't know that. Yeah. So then I think my challenge was, okay, where am I going to go for open water swimming? And who can help me? There was no way that I was going to go from pool, let me buy this wetsuit that I've never worn before, and then go into open water just like, yeah, do-do-do-do-do. So (laughs) thankfully, shout out to Swim for Try. They actually do like intro induction sessions when it comes to open water. A lot of places do not. They literally let you access the water, but they don't actually say, okay, this is the things you have to consider. Um, but that day that we went up to Upminster, 
and we had an induction session. I mean, I was holding it down, <laughs> but internally, <laughs> internally, what was it like for you, Grace? Well, I did go from pool straight to open water. Wow. Solo. Um, I went to Western Reservoirs because it's local and I just wanted to see what the experience would be like. Wow, brave. Um, I've got a work colleague who goes there all the time. So she was constantly saying, just go, just go, you'll be fine. And I was fine. It was a bit daunting, obviously. Um, but I figured if I can swim in a pool, I can swim anywhere. Mm-hmm. It was interesting the first time because obviously you can't see anything. And I was scared to put my head under. Um, but you was, did. I did. Mm-hmm. I did. I did. Um, and what is the West Reservoir like? It's very peaceful. The water is warm okay. for the most part. There are ducks either side of you. Oh, um, that's cute. That's encouraging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's quite busy. I have to admit that the first couple of times I did get a lot of looks. And that could be for who knows what reasons. But you're a sister. There you go. Um, <laughs> but it, so it was definitely a confidence thing for me. I kind of I remember keeping my head straight and not, not really wanting to look anywhere and just get in. Um, the staff there were fine, kind of, you know, guided me around, told me about the distances and everything. But for the most part, it made me feel a bit more confident in the fact that I can get into open water with a wetsuit on and swim. You know, so yeah, it was it was a good experience. It was a good experience. And I continued. I was there this morning. So hey. I continued there. Okay. So. What about you, Karen? I must admit, because obviously we, we have a, a group and I guess that kind of touches back on the accountability piece. I was late to the game in terms of the open water. I know you guys did a couple of sessions and it kind of reminds me of trusting my instructor as well because like Zaid when are we getting in there when when he's like just kind of relax we're gonna get there I was like, no 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 everyone else is going in and we haven't even gone in there yet like, I'm gonna take you in and he did eventually but so you went with your swim coach to do open water swimming he I was did... almost there with you yes but I actually went with you first so I did a couple of sessions with Grace and Matilda and I mean one of the sessions Grace was like yeah we're gonna do like 400 meters <laughs> like no I'm not I'm doing 200s but how and how far did you end up doing yes I did do my 400 meters so hey. yes yes but I guess for me it was also not so much the depth because even in the pool it can be deep but I can see mm. the bottom of the pool yeah open water and a lot of my training was freestyle front crawl, so my head was always going to be in. But I remember when I was at Canary Wharf and I think my mind was just playing tricks. I was like, oh my gosh, is that a shark? Obviously, it's not a shark. <laughs> but you know, it's like, yeah. what is that? I yeah. don't want to think about what that is at the bottom of the pool. Just keep swimming. Yeah. But know? what was it? Some white thing. I, I know. I just don't know. And I, I don't even want to get into the. What could it be? Just keep swimming. <laughs> it's so funny. The thing that put me off about Canary Wharf were the pigeons. Because there was a bit where there was like a bridge that you kind of swim under. Yeah. And I could see the pigeons looking at me like, yo, you know, this is like my toilet, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's facts. (laughs) Let's not deny the obvious. (laughs) And then also there was this real like fear of I cannot swallow anything. Like, Mm. remember, after we finished swimming, we had this whole thing about, okay, do we need to get coke? (laughs) Do we need to drink something? Googling, like, I swear, like, maybe there's a remedy just to make sure that we've disinfected. (laughs) I, mean, I, got, I went and got Actimel. I'm drinking Actimel yeah. every night. Yeah, in fact, we were looking. We were like, oh, yeah, let's probiotics. But, yep. I'm like, but who ever said you need probiotics? <laughs> Actually, one of my work colleagues, who's uh, she's a nutrition practitioner, she was like, Grace, probiotics. Make really? sure, make sure, make sure. And I was like, oh, no. She was, yeah, okay. she was quite adamant. Yeah, yeah, because you yeah. were on the probiotics mm. hard. And I was like, I never read that. <laughs> but I definitely knew about Coke. And actually, a friend, he said that his 
doctor friend was like, yeah, make sure you have a Coke. And he said something like, yeah, when paramedics like uh, <laughs> save people from drowning, they give them a Coke or something like that. I was like, okay. Um, so I bought a, I drank a lot of Coke that week and I don't really drink Coke <laughs> at all. But I was like, I don't want to feel ill. I don't want to feel sick. I don't want to feel anything <laughs> like that. Um, so we did our open water. We got through it. We survived. And even though, I mean, one of, for me, the safety nets was the actual wetsuit because the wetsuit does make you buoyant totally. like, there's no way you are <laughs> drowning god forbid there's no way you're sinking like it literally holds you up and i think that for me was probably the assurance that i needed that okay actually i can do this because yeah, to be honest i'm keeping it very real i don't know if i'm getting in open water anytime soon without a wetsuit if we do have those wetsuits i'm i'm <laughs> yeah I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not convinced <laughs> either. But I think to be honest, it's just more practice. I think it's just having opportunities to to be in the water and to kind of experience it. So we went through a solid three month training period to get ourselves ready for the big day. So the big day arrives. What thoughts are going through your head? I was so nervous. I was really nervous. I remember walking in and thinking, okay, this is huge. It was, it was massive. I mean, I've done races, um, but this was, it was massive and didn't initially see a lot of people that looked like myself either. So I think that, that was another thing, you know, put my bike away, found my area. Everyone looked so professional. Mm-hmm. I felt like everyone had been there several times over and I was a complete novice which it was first time, but I definitely got to feel like this is a, wow, there's a, you know, a group here that come every year and do more and more and more. So for me, yeah, nerves were the first feeling and then just, okay, let me try and prepare in some way. Um, and then I saw you guys and then I was fine. So mm. how did you feel, Karen? I guess the same. I guess it takes me back to maybe a few weeks before in terms of the wave of feeling anxious to actually know you're all right, you've got this to maybe doing a swim and doing the distance to then getting back to the place of the anxiousness coming back again. So I was actually doubting myself, you know, and getting to the race day. And again, like Grace said, very thankful. I was with you guys. If I was by myself, I think it would have been a very, very different experience. The nerves were there. Uh, the nerves were there. But seeing you there and talking to you guys and just getting ready and getting in the zone mentally um, put me into a different place until we got to the start line, which I'm sure we'll talk about shortly. Yeah. <laughs> I think the thing we probably should mention is obviously this was a first for all of us but there is not a lot of information (laughs) to prepare people to run tries like we were sharing in our whatsapp group blogs and (laughs) little bits and pieces as to sorry what happens what do we need like we remember we had a whole conversation around what is a race belt like (laughs) what is (laughs) I don't understand (laughs) what exactly I'm supposed to do from A to Z like there was no videos there were no guides in fact you know by the time we got our actual guidebook which we read like top to bottom that must have come what two weeks (laughs) before the event yeah so I think that definitely added to the nervousness because I, for one, had no idea what to expect other than the fact that I'm doing three activities. I need to get the swim out of the way. Um, And then as far as my personal feelings, I know I can be dramatic, but sometimes that's just me (laughs) and I'm just expressing myself. But 
I was like, Matilda, you are very adventurous. Is this the way we're going out? <laughs> is this the actual, is this what we're doing? You know, your mom is looking at you sideways and it's like, so this is, the, this, it was a try, yeah? That was the thing. And to that point, I thought, should you have done your will? Like, should you have actually, like, just these little things when, not that my life flashed before my eyes, but it was very much like, you actually need to maybe either get some life insurance <laughs> or because we're now starting to like evolve as far as the risk factor because and then the other thing I have to admit was even though I had taken front crawl lessons I kind of made a decision a week before that I was going to breaststroke this I thought I'm not a hundred percent comfortable doing this swim with a stroke that I don't feel I've completely mastered so even though I can front crawl you know as you mentioned it's more of a stamina flex like the stamina is not there yet it will get there but I just thought do what you know I could breaststroke for hours <laughs> and also just the mere fact that my head's above water I can see where I'm going I felt very secure so on that day I was like look you got your breaststroke you got the grace of God. I even had to drop a little prayer like, yo, everyone, let's just pray real quick. Like, Lord, please, I don't want this to be my story. Um, but yeah, the nerves were 100% there, no doubt about it. So then we're waiting around for a while. Like, I think easily we had to get there a couple hours beforehand. Yeah. Um, and praise God, the swim is actually the first thing. So once we got out that out the way, as far as we're concerned, that was the end of the swim. <laughs> <laughs> It was over. I tell the swim, woo, glory. Yeah, give me my medal. <laughs> give me my medal. That's that's the actual actual accomplishment here. So then let's talk about what the swims were like for you individually. Um, so the way it worked, you're kind of in like a, a group and people were um, sent off in like small waves. I think pulses is, is what's called. Yeah. So you kind of have like, right, two people going a pulse at a time. They had some briefing beforehand where they kind of say, look, this is what the route is. So you kind of had your markers on the course and you knew exactly kind of where to go. So when did we go on the same pulse or yes, maybe we you did. were just behind me? OK, so let's start with Grace, because Grace, you did the longer distance. Yes. What was that like for you when you were standing? Who did you go off with? Just some some random. He was random, but he was he was kind. He, yeah, he, was kind. he was next to me. He was doing the try with his dad, I think. Um, so we had a little chat beforehand. I took some photos for the two of them, and he was just saying to me, "Look, once the swim is out of the way, you're fine. You're fine. You're Trust fine. Me. Don't go too hard." I ended up getting out before him, so it's you know. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So I went off with him. Well, once you're in, you're in. So I figured I, I think I thought I just you know, let's go, Grace, let's go. And Did you I, ever go off course? No, Good. my sighting isn't amazing, I will admit. But after our Stubbers um, session, um, we swim for try, I've been practicing kind of, you know, looking up and focusing on something ahead as they gave the advice. So, and I did a mixture of um, front crawl and breaststroke. Nice. So just, a, you know, it was it was interesting because um, although we, were, we went off in pulses, you definitely felt that surge of people who wanted to get ahead of you as quickly as possible. Yeah. So it kind of reminded me of some of the runs that we've done, you know, the halves and that people want to really get through eager and everything, beavers. eager beavers. Um, so I had a few people, not necessarily pulling me back obviously but there were hands you know in 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 places mm -hmm. from what I remember but then I got into the flow of things um and weirdly enough 
it just seemed to be over after you know a short period of time and then I was like oh wow okay I'm I'm getting out now didn't get any fancy shots of me in my wetsuit unfortunately <laughs> oh, on the way out not on the way did out no yeah I had my head was down I'm just oh, trying to get okay. the wetsuit off I think but, yeah I must have I don't mm. love my shots I mean I got one but I'm like man I didn't smile I didn't yeah, even see the camera I didn't see the camera either but no it definitely once you're in uh, you know I just kept going and then yeah it, it was fine it was fine mm-hmm. the water was te- salty salty <laughs> disgusting really salty yeah. really really salty um but no fine experience yeah Mm-hmm. I guess our pulse. I remember there was a family by us actually. Me and Matilda. There's a, I think, yeah, husband, wife, daughter, and they were all doing a try together. So that was really nice to see. I actually saw a pregnant woman doing it. It's like, wow, okay, buoyancy, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so obviously the start line. I guess, like you said, Grace, that everyone's kind of like just trying to rush off, and I had to kind of keep remind, reminding myself it's you swim in your own race. Mm-hmm. Don't get caught up here now. Just swim your own race. I remember I, I did glance. To my side, I saw Matilda just, she just looked effortless like a duck doing a breaststroke. <laughs> I remember kind of halfway, she's like, well, halfway there. I was like, this just needs to end now. <laughs> <laughs> so the first 200 is like, yeah, just swimming, pull, catch. Did and you ever then, do the thing where, you know, they said, if you like need help, go on your back and put your hand up. Did you ever have to do that? For me, I know it sounds really bad. I was like, that's not an option because... I've been training. If you just do a little breaststroke, just take your time. We don't need to do all that. Just relax, people. And I, I saw bare people with their yes. hands up. I was like, Mm-mm. I think they just went in too hard and mm. too yeah. quick. So the first two hundred, and then it did. It did go really quick, but I kind of feel like that two hundred to three hundred meters. Like, okay, where's this going to end? And I, I just remember. I saw, I think, a black guy and we was kind of both swimming at the same pace and it wasn't a race or anything. It was like, dude, you're kind of too close. And I just <laughs> wanted to kind of get past. And I guess in my training, Zai did some of the work where we was in open water. He kept touching my foot. And Interesting. I'd, I'd stop and I'd laugh. Like, <laughs> it's like, no, it's like if you, you know, if someone touches you, just keep swimming. So I remember there were Such some points. It's literally like kicking people off. Like, sorry, but, you know, you just got to get to the end. So. Guan. Come on, like Michaela Phelps. Not quite there yet, but yes. (laughs) No, I love that. Yeah, I think for me, I was just super self-conscious about my pace because if you're doing breaststroke, you're naturally going to be that little bit slower, steadier. And not that I was trying to race this by any stretch, but I definitely just felt like it's going to take so much longer, which is why I wanted to learn the front crawl in the first place because I was like, I don't want to be here forever. I just want to get this out the way. But... It was fine. I think the water was choppy because there's obviously so many people in Mm. the water. So there was times where water literally would just kind of go up my nose and it's like, okay, firm it, firm it, firm it. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. cool. Keep going. (laughs) Because, I mean, the whole point, I mean, breaststroking was water shouldn't get in your nose. But yet when it happened, I was like, you know what? Hey, no will. Keep going. (laughs) Keep going. You ain't done your will yet. Um, And then I just remember as we were kind of getting to close to the the end of the course there were people there that was like keep coming keep coming and I mean I did not swim to the end I'd already had my hand out like yo drag me (laughs) help me please I was like like literally it's just like please save me and she pulled me out and then it's like right take off your wetsuit like I can't even remember someone unzipping me that I just someone clearly did you know what I mean? Like, I can't remember the point where it's like, right, unzip, pull it off. I just remember being handed a bag to put your wetsuit in. And then I was like, oh, freedom. <laughs> <laughs> freedom. No, but I mean, I definitely, you know, 
commend all of us because that was such a hurdle and it was definitely it made everything else just seem like light work like when you know after that you have the bike ride yeah. and I was just like what the bike ride felt very long <laughs> but it was just like well whew, at least I ain't swimming at least I ain't swimming so then what would you say just based on that experience were some of the lessons you learned about yourself by embarking on, on this type of challenge I mean I've always known that I can do anything I set my mind to, but I guess this was, was a reminder. And I guess especially about the consistency. Essentially, as you said, when I was doing swim lessons at the top of year, that was once a week. When we signed up for the try, it's like, wow, you have to get in two, three times a week, actually. So the discipline and the consistency to that. Um, that, yeah, while I was so scared to do this thing and while I never thought in my life I would be going to do open water, lo and behold, we did a whole race, you Imagine. know. And I probably will do open water again. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to do it again. I'm not rushing to do it. I'm actually quite a fair weather fitness person anyway. I'm like, "Mm," you know, come autumn, come winter. I'm like, am I going to be swimming? But from a wellness standpoint, I definitely loved being in the water that regularly for sure. What about you, Grace? The same. I I love the water and I'm actually doing swim serpentine um, on the 17th of September, the one mile swim. So I think for me, what I definitely learned about myself is just embracing things as much as I love a challenge. The water, just being in the water, West Reservoir, as I mentioned earlier, is so calming. Um, even being there this morning, it just, for me, when you're in a city and everything's quite fast paced, um, my life is quite fast paced. It's just an opportunity to embrace a different type of practice, a bit more of a stillness. And I think as much as um, it was a triathlon, the swimming part, and it was daunting, that's what I really, really enjoyed. And I think we all need to commend ourselves because we've all done runs and we've all done, you know, kind of cycles and stuff. But I think a triathlon, mm-hmm. a triathlon is massive. So I think we afterwards we, we celebrated and everything. But even now, when I think about it, a whole triathlon. Yeah. Um, and I think that, again, falls into what I've learned about myself is just embracing everything that I do kind of not taking it for granted not rushing over it um consistency yes I agree with Karen because the training was a lot harder than I thought it would be mm-hmm. um and still is um but I really enjoyed it and I'd, I'd definitely do another one yeah and I love the fact that you touched on the kind of wellness aspect yeah. of swimming as well as the fitness, I mean, how did you benefit from it, Karen, beyond just the, I suppose, the physical training aspect of it? I guess kind of touches on what you said, Grace, because there is something about being in the water that's just so serene. You, you, If people saw me at the pool, you'd think like I probably couldn't swim because I'll have a lesson and I'll stand there for literally 10 minutes just watching people. It's like, wow. I can't wait to be like you. Like, he's like, I want to be like you when I get older. Um, Who's like, isn't he like an ex-professional? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we, I can see that in training. Like, dude, I'm not training for the Olympics. It's just, that's why I'm <laughs> in the breaststroke now. Um, but I guess especially in light of the profession that I do um, as a therapist and taking a lot of people's, I guess, emotions and energies on. So something about the swimming that's just, it's not everyday high impact, you know. Hit training, body pumping, boxing. And, yeah. Yeah. 
just I'm getting older now as well. So I've got to put less pressure on my joints. And actually just to touch on, we talked about kind of what we learned and the consistency. For me, what was really nice was actually just inspiring this community of black women like, um, yes. documenting on social media and seeing all these women like wow you've inspired me to take up swimming I've always wanted to do it but mm-hmm. you guys wow you just kind of I might sign up for next year so it was just nice to get that kind of the high fives virtually uh, through social media and people just being inspired watching our journey that's such a good point because I think we did it you know we documented it it's on you know the fly girl collective socials as well but I think we shouldn't forget that a lot of black women do not do this. I mean, never mind triathlons, but even just swimming. But what's been interesting is to just see like a swell, a definitely an upward trend of more black women swimming. So I guess my last kind of question is what would that one piece of advice you could give to someone who is a black woman, maybe a little bit of apprehensive about getting into the pool but actually as we've proven you know it has so much benefit I think I would say um just go for it it might sound easier said than done but once you're in there and once you experience it may be something new um just something different but it will give you so much more than you think it's it's all about taking back and embracing certain elements that I think we all deserve. And I think swimming is one of those things that although there are hindrances, once you're there, the benefits completely outweigh the other little bits, the extra considerations to me personally anyway. So I would definitely say just go for it. Just go for it. Yeah, I guess I agree with with Grace. I mean, the reality is this, this is a life skill. And I guess for me, it's, let's change the narrative in terms of black people don't or can't swim. Um, I guess especially when you think about those that have children or potentially going on to have children. You know, guys, you want to get in a pool with the kids now? You want your kids to be able to swim? So, you know. Um, but I think baby steps. I mean, I think people get so caught up in, oh, I've got to be able to do this distance. Maybe just try a lesson and find a good supportive group or instructors at varying different prices and just get a feel of the pool and just being able to breathe and, and just relax. You know, you might surprise yourself in how much you enjoy it once you get over that that fear aspect. But for me, it's just the baby step. Just get into the pool and just get a feel of it, you know, and then just take it from there. Yeah. My piece of advice, just to kind of echo that, the baby steps, just take lessons right like don't feel you need to just jump in the pool and just try a ting it's like actually you know we're very fortunate in London you know you have social enterprises like better gyms that do offer swim training and there's a lot of investment at the moment in just getting more people comfortable in the pool and then the other thing I would add is as far as these concerns like hair care bake it into a self-care Sunday you know, I deep conditioned, I think, pretty much every time I went into the pool. Um, but I also made sure that it didn't feel like an extra thing or felt quite onerous. It's like, you know what? I've gone for my swim. I'm feeling fly. Let me get my little protein shake afterwards. Like I made it a whole kind of, you know, routine. So it wouldn't feel like, oh, I've just got this burden of constant swimming. And I will I will be back to the pool. I'm just, you know, right now. <laughs> I'm training for other things. I will be back to the pool. And I personally do want to challenge myself to face my apprehension as far as open water swimming. But we're not asking sisters to get into the open water. We're asking them to get into the pool. Um, Any final thoughts before we close? 
just how much I enjoyed taking part of doing the try with you guys. Hey, um, accountability is everything. That is why Fly Girl Collective exists, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, the support, our little WhatsApp group. But even when I, I remember walking over to the pen about before doing the um the swim and you two just hyping me up and it was uh <laughs> no no it was it was amazing it was just what I needed and um it gave me all the confidence that I needed so thank you ladies yay I gotta echo with what Grace said I, I don't know again I'm really not sure if I would have done this or been able to do it without the camaraderie uh the community support from you guys and look forward to the next challenge and mm-hmm. I guess it just kind of feels so surreal I'm still like wow Ashley did that. Mm-hmm. Ashley did that. Oh, good to talk it through. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank you. It was so good to relive that moment with the girls because, as I mentioned at the top of the episode and throughout the chat, this was a big deal for us. But I also hope it left you believing that you can really achieve the things you set your mind to. And if you're someone who's apprehensive about swimming, it's really about just dipping your toe in and taking that first step. So on that note, I tend to wrap up each episode with gems, tips, or thoughts that'll help you move forward, or in this case, maybe give swimming a go. So here are my top three takeaways. Number one, consider swimming as an investment into a life skill. Karen mentioned she wants to be able to swim with her future kids. Grace mentioned it was actually her kids swimming that got her back into the pool after many years. And aside from parenthood, I remember Naomi, the better gym instructor who ran the swim doctor sessions, just keeping it real with us one evening. And she said, look, you're not really trying to go on holiday being that one person who can't even take a little ocean dip to cool down because you cannot swim. And, you know, maybe you're even trying to be bougie on holiday saying, you know what, I'm not even trying to get wet. Fair enough. But you still just want that option, right? Like you never want to be restricted from the gift and freedom of choice because of something you can't do. Takeaway number two, sign up for lessons. There are quite a few swimming organizations and coaches in London, obviously in the world. And in the show notes, I'm just going to mention some of the people that we used. And then add to that, it would be worth setting yourself a swimming goal. This could be taking part in an event like a triathlon or even maybe a swim only thing where you just have to train and get ready. And rest assured, you will find that in the process of training, you will get so much more comfortable in the water and you'll see progress, which is always rewarding. And finally, takeaway number three, find a support network or swim buddy to join you on the journey. The reason why I started Fly Girl Collective as a community back in 2018 was so I can rally black and brown women to accomplish amazing things together. And we've done 10Ks, half marathons, marathons, and now even triathlons. And, you know, there's really something special about having someone there who can hold you accountable, push you along, encourage you, cheer for you, you know, all that good, good. So find a person or your people, because as the saying goes, If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. So that is that for this episode of Finesse Your Wellness. The first one, whoop whoop, brought to you by Fly Girl Collective, a space for black women and women of color who want to level up their wellness and lifestyle. You can follow Fly Girl Collective on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook or sign up to our mailing list at flygirlcollective.co for lovely tips, goodies and invites delivered straight to your inbox. 
Also, if you love what you heard, please head over to iTunes and rate and review us. And if you are kind enough to give us five stars, we will give you a shout out. Thanks again so much for listening. Catch you on the next episode.